ButcherBox is far and away my favorite subscription service because not only are they saving me time with a trip to my grocery store by delivering the best quality meats right to my door for free, but they always deliver the best in grass-fed beef, organic chicken, pork that's raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. With ButcherBox, I always know I'm getting the highest quality products available, and the proof is in the flavor of the dishes I make every time I use them, which is basically every day. And once you open a box, you'll see how committed they are to getting you that quality too. I'm talking ribeyes and strip steaks with all the marbling, steak tips carved up the way they should be, nice and thick, awesome chicken wings and thighs that I can store and pull out whenever I want to make a meal that my friends and family will love. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com everytown and use code everytown to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key, new users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code EVERYTOWN and get $20 off your first box. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. Every town has a dark side. I think a lot of us would love to have definitive proof that UFOs and aliens are in fact real and have visited us. It feels like that's the case for certain, but when the government actively works to tell you otherwise, well, you end up where we are now. Just a whole bunch of stories that all vary in detail depending on who you ask, what media outlet you read, or the documentaries you watch. With so many UFO sightings from all around the world, We're forced to ask several questions in order to find the truth. Are these eyewitnesses all just making it up? Are they mistaken in what they saw? Perhaps it was a weather balloon or solar flare. Or are they actually seeing unidentified objects that come from another planet? Well, they're all true. No matter how big of a skeptic you are, sometimes there are cases in which so many people see a UFO. It's nearly impossible to deny that it ever occurred. In Stephenville, Texas, that's exactly what happened when dozens of people saw something bright in the sky that was at least a mile long. Hey guys, I'm Andrew Fitzgerald and thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Everytown. Today we're headed down to central Texas to the small town of Stevensville to explore one of the most credible mass UFO sightings in recent history. And if you ask any of them if UFOs are real, they'll tell you absolutely, without batting an eye.
On Tuesday, January 8th of 2008, 50-year-old pilot Steve Allen was hanging out in the back of his house with some friends after work, drinking some beers and sitting by the fire pit. The sky was big, the sun was laying low, so the sky was just turning dark around 6 p.m. when something caught his attention. All of a sudden, I see some real bright, high-intensity light off to the east, headed our way at a high velocity of speed. The lights were so bright, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. It was almost blinding to look at them. Then what amazed me is there was no wind noise, no engine noise. There was silence. When it came past us, I developed the most peaceful, easy feeling I think I've ever had in my life. It was almost like a religious experience, like I was at one with whatever it was, something I've never had before or since then. It was unreal. Shortly after that, a pair of F-16 fighter jets came screaming by in hot pursuit. Although, noticeably, they didn't have a real chance of catching the object. I don't know if it was a biblical experience or somebody from a different universe or whatever, but it was definitely not from around these parts. And in my head, I'm wondering, is it War of the Worlds? What's going on? At the same time, in another part of town, resident Claudette Odom, along with her husband and two friends, were doing some yard work along their property. Out in rural Texas, the views stretch far and wide and are mostly unobscured. And they were up on a hill with a clear view of up to 20 miles in every single direction, and the UFO caught her attention, moving in from the west. She had never seen anything like it, and the first thought that came to mind was that it was a missile of some sort. But missiles don't stop in midair like this thing did. And the four of them watched as the huge, glaringly bright object hovered along the edge of town. For a few moments, the lights on the craft flickered before it went bright again, and then morphed into a massive arch shape. The arch then straightened out into a flat line, and then it split into two objects. Before those two bright orbs took off, Odom saw and heard those F-16s come flying by overhead. Fifty-three-year-old electronics technician James Hughes was walking two of his friends to their car in downtown Stephenville when he saw a large glowing red orb cruising slowly across the sky. He immediately knew it was a UFO, pointed it up, and showed it to his friends. He would later on share this story where he added, I know what an airplane looks like. I know what a helicopter looks like. This wasn't an airplane or a helicopter. This looked different than anything I had ever seen. Leroy Gatton, an off-duty police officer, was on his way to the video rental store to pick out something special for his wife for them to watch on her birthday. Just like everyone else who saw it, the brightness and size of the object easily caught his attention. I saw what appeared. I call it a bubble, or an orb. It was reddish-orange, fiery-looking color, really big. It was made up of these bright lights, flashing, like a pulsating thing. They had spread out. 
There was 11 or 12 lights that I was able to count. All of a sudden, these things just shoot off at a blazing speed. Again, those fighter jets came swooping in behind it, flying the same direction and path as the lights. Everyone who witnessed it said this thing moved without a sound. People weren't sure if it was something that the government may have been testing or if it was from out of this world, but without a doubt, this object was not something anyone could identify. In the small town, everyone was talking about it. There were enough witnesses where it couldn't be ignored, and everyone wanted to know who had seen it and what their story was. Not long after that night, MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network, a nonprofit that's dedicated to finding out the truth about sightings like these, headed to Stevensville to hear from all the witnesses. Now, typically, a UFO sighting is told by one or two people who saw it at their home or on a deserted road, and so it's hard to get all the details correct or even know if anything actually happened. But something like this was a great opportunity for them to hear from different people to try and connect the dots and see if their stories shared similarities. MUFON rented out a rotary club in Dublin, Texas, which is about 20 minutes from Stevensville, to hold a meeting, looking to gather all the witnesses into one place so they could conduct an investigation. They were hoping to get a handful of them in there, but instead, more than 500 people packed the place. Some were curious townsfolk who wanted to see what all this was about. Mothers had traveled pretty far to the club as the UFO fever had begun to spread. Previously, there were about a dozen actual reports from people saying they had seen something on the night of January 8th. But on this night, more than 200 people claimed to have witnessed the strange lights in the sky. They were from all walks of life. A young female reporter, a farmer, a lawyer. It didn't matter what they did for a living. But if they were in Stephenville that night and were looking up in the sky, then they saw an object they estimated to be between a half a mile wide and a mile long. Many of them just didn't see a point in reporting it or felt a little stupid to call up the sheriff's office and potentially sound like a crazy person. Word travels fast in a town like this, and so mainly people just keep to themselves as long as they aren't in immediate danger. But now that more and more people had come forward, it gave everyone the courage to tell their own stories. Armed with a three-page questionnaire, MUFON handed it out to witnesses and explained at the top of the meeting, UFO means unidentified flying object. It does not mean spaceship from outer space. As if to allow people to let their guards down and tell them, you are not weird or crazy for seeing something strange. And it worked because people spoke and told their stories. 
They all saw a huge craft that glowed exceptionally bright in orange and red hues. Some saw the single craft, but others saw it break apart into multiple orbs, while others saw it coming back together as one again. Didn't take long for the news of the mass UFO sighting to hit the news cycle and in no time. It was heard about all over the world with people looking for answers. The Naval Air Station in the area was asked about deploying their F-16s that everyone saw, but they flat out denied that they had anything flying around on that evening above Central Texas. And furthermore, they claimed to not have anything on their radar meaning it was not them and it was not any other government outfit. So essentially, they were telling all these people that they had not only imagined the UFO, but also imagined the fighter planes cruising by. In fact, the Air Force base at Carcel Field near Fort Worth literally said that whatever the UFO witnesses saw, it was likely an optical illusion. But a man named Robert Powell, who is a nanotechnology engineer and UFO investigator, wasn't satisfied with that explanation. He knew better and requested the primary radar data from the FAA from five different antennas in the area via the Freedom of Information Act, and he got it. When he compared them together, they all showed two F-16 fighter jets over Stevensville on the evening in question. All government aircrafts have on board what's called a transponder, which is used as a way to trace their activities from the ground, and both those fighter planes of course had one. So once he identified their flight path, Powell then looked into looking for objects without transponders along that same path. Data on two of the five antennas showed that there was in fact an object moving across that sky without a transponder, meaning it wasn't a military craft. Geographically, it moved along the same area in times as both Steve Allen's sighting and police officer Gaten's. Of his findings, Powell had this to say. In the case of Leroy, I had about five data points on the radar indicating there's this object. It's not very often that you get radar data that just corroborates exactly what a witness said in terms of geographic location and time. These stories check out with the radar data, so there's absolutely no doubt that there's an object in the sky and that the object that's in the sky does not have a transponder code. That tells you that you're dealing with something real, whatever it is. Now faced with this information, just two weeks after telling the town of Stephenville that they were crazy, Air Force officials backtracked. They apologized for what they termed to be a communications issue. That what they said before was not in fact correct, but it was not meant to be disinformation or anything. Just some wires that got mixed up. And this time around, they conceded that they did in fact have two F-16s flying over Stevensville on the night of January 8th. This seemed very odd to all the witnesses, and rightfully so. 
The Air Force, now admitting that they had the exact same fighter jets that everyone said they saw after lying about them, yet still not mentioning the UFO. The spokesperson for the Air Force never said why they were out there flying because the government doesn't have to answer to anyone. They claimed they had no UFO or UAP on their radar and said the pilots reported seeing nothing unusual, although they have never been able to be reached for interviews. It's been almost 16 years since the Stevensville UFO incident happened. Some of you may have heard of it before this. For some of you, it's completely new. Despite all the eyewitness accounts, photos of the event, and the Air Force lying, we're still not close to knowing what exactly happened that night. And that's all on purpose. The word disinformation gets thrown out a lot. So much so that the actual meaning of it is almost disinformation. The word is meant to confuse people and upon the very mention of it evoke the idea of conspiracy theory and falsehoods being at play. So who knows if a story is real or not. The government is very good at using this tactic, again not in a weird way, but to confuse and lie to the public, it's scary how easy it is for them to do. In the case of this story, they outright lie and flood news outlets with different stories and just put out so much information about the subject that the waters get muddied. Online, if you look up photos of the Stevensville UFO, there are some real pictures and a lot of fake ones. And some look obviously fake. And you push out all this stuff long enough and eventually the public takes care of finishing your mission. People saying things like, I heard there were no fighter jets, while others say there were definitely two. Or, I saw the photos, but it looked fake. And their friends saying, you have to dig deep to find the real ones, forcing them to sound like a weird conspiracy theorist. And on and on it goes until eventually the story of Stevensville, like many before and many to come, just becomes a murky pile of words that requires too much effort to discern. From time to time, you'll hear the truth about stories and think that it's crazy we don't know more information and that we don't fight for the truth, but then, pretty quickly, you'll just go back to driving to work, cooking dinner, taking your kid to ballet practice, or sipping on a brew while watching the game or Real Housewives. And it's not your fault. You're not doing anything wrong. It's just human nature, and the powers to be count on that. They can push things in whatever direction they please. So that's it for this week's episode of Every Town. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And go check out this episode in video form over on our YouTube channel called Scary Mysteries. And for more podcasts from us, check out the Scary Mysteries podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Remember to come back next week for another episode filled with scary, strange, and mysterious stories. Because you never know. Maybe your town will be next.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.